You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Is in the place with you. The goat will the got leave is in the place with you. Brought to you by DraftKings. Use that promo code CHGO. Cause football starts tonight. Football starts tonight. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch football. And then Sunday football is going on as well. Bears, Packers. If you ain't charged for that. I mean, you don't have a pulse. I don't know what's wrong with you, man. Bears. But yes, follow me at Bow Sports. Follow him at Will underscore Gottlieb. On the ones and twos, DJ Sarah Fisher, how are you? I've I've been better, actually. Yeah, you've been, you've been going through <laughs> a lot. I've been better today. This but... has been the longest two minutes of your life. You've been oh, my God, I things. know. I, uh, I apologize to the Bulls people. Part of this was my fault. And then we also had some, we have some weird e-cam things going on Ooh. on the back end. Weird you know, so that's, a late uh... start means a tight 45. And we love, <laughs> we love a tight 45. <laughs> exactly. Small ball lineups. Exactly. Small ball lineups <laughs> and tight 45s. That's how we roll out. It's here. been a busy day, though. Very busy day. Yes. Uh, ben Zobris was in, in the place yes, to be. Sir. I'm shocked you weren't here, sir. You say that is your squad and you weren't here to see the champion? I did I did uh, watch it. You watched it? Though. I watched part okay. of it. I'm going to finish it later. Could have came and held the ring and everything. I know. Bro. I know. <laughs> I, know. I, just, I just couldn't get out of bed this morning. I'm feeling very tired. I need a random oh. bulls generator to. Okay, all right. Maybe get me jacked and juice. Some extra AG1 to help, too, yeah. bro. That don't hurt. Sarah, did you get to uh, hold the ring and all that? I did. I did. Uh, Emma has uh, photos that she sent. I believe they're in the Cubs Slack channel where okay. she's. We have an individual picture with everybody, and then there's a video. Is, and, oh, yours is on the bottom row then. Okay, because I yeah, saw the yeah. first row. I was I showed up late, and so I kind of just walked in, and I was like, oh, we're holding his ring. Let me just line <laughs> up real quick. <laughs> was that your first time ever holding a World Series ring? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think so. <laughs> I yeah, your life. I'm I don't. Asking. I don't. Okay. Yeah, no. I think. I think were that was here? the first time. Uh, no, not this time. No, didn't show up for a Cubs World Series champion. Okay, uh, I'm gonna just pass. Checking. On that one right there. It was a great yeah. show, though. Yeah, absolutely a great yeah. show. Everyone should go check it out at CHO's uh, YouTube channel under the Cubs uh, Cubs playlist. I've yet to see a picture of Cody not smiling. I have never seen <laughs> Cody once. more happy yeah. in my life. Yeah, like that he, makes me happy. Yeah, he had a really good morning. I'm very happy for him, man. Every picture I've seen of him, he has a smile on his face, and that is awesome to see. So, yeah, make sure you all check that show out because it is absolutely awesome. But this show right here... It is a fun Thursday, y'all. That's so we're gonna have that. We're gonna have some fun. Do you wanna have some fun, Will? 
Oh, yeah. Let's have some fun. <laughs> I need a little fun. Oh, it. man. We're going to do our top 10 big man list. That is top 10 big man 6'9 and over. 6'9 and over, guys. That's six feet, yes. nine inches. Yes, and over. We're going to get into that. But first and foremost, since we haven't done this in a while, we are right now bringing up the random oh, we're starting with it generator we starting with the generator will love it we starting with the generator we're going hard with the generator man i feel good about it i picked some players it's been a while since we generated it's, it's been a while since we generated this is true and this one i decided to keep everyone in an era that you you would actually know thank i appreciate that i did that on purpose yes thank you i, I did we what i heard through our top 10 bulls bigs and dave sent me a list and i was like i gotta do some homework man i do not even know i and then uh, yesterday, I was talking with Casey Johnson about the Bulls Flex. doing their training camp in uh, Nashville. In Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why are they going to Nashville? I'm not going to be able to go see it. Like, this this stinks. And he was like, yeah, it's our first time ever doing it in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And then later, he texted me, actually, I'm wrong. They did a uh, they did a training camp out of in a different city. I can't remember where. Mm-hmm. In 1985, it was okay. at Beloit College, which is where Casey went to college. Oh, wow. It was at Beloit and there was some big trash talking between Michael and who knows who. And I said, you know what, Casey, if it happened before I was born, it doesn't count. So you're, you're in the clear. All of that to say, I hope that these players are from the year 1992 or later. They, they are. So I put, I made sure it was as close as possible. I don't to even know if I era. remember who I picked. So we'll, all right. we'll have to see. I remember the names and we'll see if we remember the faces, man. Uh, Sarah, who you want to start with, Will or me? Uh, we'll start with you, Dave, okay. just because that's how I put it on. I put you in as Dave one okay. for this one. As opposed to Dave two. Dave yeah. two is coming up, though. Don't oh, worry. yeah. yeah that guy's up. tricky. Yeah. That guy's tricky. Okay, All right, here, let's roll with it. Let's roll with it. Let's see what we got right here. That is my random bull right there. Will the go Gottlieb. That is a random bull. Did you choose that guy? Because I also chose that guy. Oh, we both chose the same guy? Shut up. This no is way. amazing. Oh, this is awesome right here. Now, that's, this is a first. Real. This is that a first. Is not real. This is a first right here. We have chosen like the same say, person. Get out of my brain. <laughs> This is official on camera. Will and I's first in each other's brain moment. That is wild. That is really, really wild. Well, should that we tell is the crazy. people who it is? That is Hakeem Warwick, sir. And uh, I really enjoy him. No, that's Oh, I'm Hakeem sorry. Warwick. Sean Kilpatrick. That is my mistake. No, that's Roger Mason. I think this is one of, uh, this one must be one of mine. I think <laughs> Sarah! We're, we're scrambled oh my God. here. Sarah! Give me a minute. <laughs> Honestly, you but can the, the person who's on today. the screen is Roger Mason. <laughs> Roger very, Mason, put Roger back up there, Sarah. A very short stint with the Bulls. His rookie season, only uh, three games of his second season, mm-hmm. so twenty-six total games. Um, he went on to have some good years yes, in he San did. Antonio. He did, and um, I often get him confused with Michael Red. He is not Michael Red. I get him confused um, with the guy I just said. <laughs> I was like, "Wait clearly. a minute, that's how he looks like." So you are not out of my brain. You okay, are, you are not in my brain. You are out of my. I'm brain. out of his brain. Roger that, Mason Jr. Right. Still out of his brain. First of all, Roger Mason Jr. was awesome. He could get some buckets. He could get buckets. Uh, it's more so his time in San Antonio that's where he right. really shined. But I remember him here when he played for the Bulls because he would get buckets. Like, I never had a problem with Robert, Roger Mason Jr. and thought the Bulls should hold on to him. I thought he was solid. Like, he was just a solid basketball player who could hoop. You know what I mean? He's a hooper. And you see that. And that's why he had success where he did at uh, San Antonio, man. But, no, Roger Mason Jr. was cool, bro. I rocked with him. I rocked with Roger Mason. Went, played in Chicago, played in Washington, as you said, San Antonio, New York. 
Uh, the Hornets finished up in Miami right there, man. Nice career. Nice I mean, career. from the age of 22 to 33, nice 11-year career for him. Nothing wrong with none of that, bro. A like, couple years abroad, but like you said, with the Spurs, he got up to uh, almost 12 points a game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he, he could put the ball in the in the basket and was on the Spurs team with some pretty competitive, pretty high-level Spurs teams. Mm. Um, was in the three-point shootout. Yes, he was. So, yeah, he could play. And right now, he is the former deputy executive director of the Players Association. And he's also the former president and commissioner of the Big Three. I did not know that. Yeah, man. Big Three was in town recently. They sure were. They sure were in town, man. Shout out to the Big Three, bro. He's honestly a good brand of basketball. A shooter, 38% career. Mm -hmm. Bulls could... uh... Maybe well, if anybody can shoot, he's always like, hey, boss, <laughs> Man, we can pull that out. Man, we can do it. Man, we can do it. But I mean, in like 2008, 2009, to get five mm. threes up per game. That's a lot. At a 42% clip, like that, that's a shooter. That's a shooter right there. Yeah, man. Shout out to him. Shout out Roger Mason Jr., man. That's a good one. I like that one. All right. Throw mine up. Even though I said his name, throw it up. Toss it up there for me. One time there, Sarah. Oh, look at him. Look at that young man. Can we man. zoom in a little bit? Is that Look kill draft pick? <laughs> that, is that is Sean Kilpatrick. Patrick, or as you call him, kill draft pick, sir. Yes, I was like, as soon as I saw him, I said, you know what? I'm going with this one right here. I think the GOAT will enjoy this. And, of course, the happiness on your face just makes me happy. I bro. mean, okay. 2017-18 <laughs> season, uh-huh. the Bulls are just going for the bottom. Yes, they are. This is the... Is this the Luka draft or the Zion draft? This is a Zion draft. It's not Luka? 2017? I think Luka was 17. No, you're right. No, no, no. You're right. It was Zion. It was Zion. It was Zion. Um, Because I was still on Outsiders. So, yeah. Yeah. It was Zion. And he plays nine games with the Bulls and averages 15 points per game in 23 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to look up their record of that time. But, like, he just, I mean, it was killed draft pick. There's a reason why that's the nickname. The Bulls won... (laughs) Uh, three out of their last seven games. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that had something to do with the fact that they ended up with, uh, was it Kobe that Kobe. year? Kobe. Kobe White. And so, oh, no, that was the Luka year. Oh, it was the Luka year. Okay. Ended up with Kobe White. So that would have been the Wendell draft. Um, you weren't mad at that. I wasn't, but I, look, I was on the Luka bandwagon before anybody else. This is something I actually will toot my own horn about. Well, keep tooting, sir. Toot away, I sir. was so high on Luka for so many years. Mm-hmm. It was so obvious to me that he was going to be a star. Okay. And to miss out on that because of Sean Kilpatrick, <laughs> I mean, kind of a bummer. <laughs> it's a, you know, it's a lottery. You know, go anyway. Go the Bulls, anyway. Uh, let's see what the Bulls record ended up being that year. That is curious. I do like to know that. Because you're right. They were going straight for the bottom. And they were taking. And those lineups they were putting in were not built to win. But nobody told Kilpatrick that. He said, I'm here to ball and have myself an NBA career. 27 and 55. Mm. And um, now I'm going to look up the record of the other teams and how the draft ended up playing out. Okay. All right. Yeah. To win three out of those last seven. I mean, obviously, like. Three out of seven is not yeah. like some world beating number, but like when you're in the race for the first overall pick and the teams in front of you are 24, 25 wins in mm-hmm. the Eastern conference and you end up with 27. 
Like you could have been in a position to get uh, one of his top picks. So okay. the Suns had the worst record in the league that year. They finished with the first pick. They took Aiton. Um, second pick was oh, where did I lose this? Um, that would have been Bagley. So the Kings jumped up from where the Bulls were mm-hmm. tied with the Bulls up to second. And who knows if the Bulls would have taken Bagley or not, but they would have took Bagley. Um, there's always movement at the top. This was pre-draft lottery flattening. Yes. So it could have been them, but Sean Kilpatrick entered the chat. <laughs> and also, he's still playing, by the way. He, he's, he still, really? he's still playing right now for the Fujian Sturgeons. I'm the NBA, yeah. He is still playing basketball right now, ladies and gentlemen, at the age of, what is he, 33? He's 33 years old, still going at it. He was a G League All-Star when it was the D League. G League All-Star, G League third team guy, uh, won the Greek Cup uh, in 2019, Greek Basketball League champion also in 2019. So still having success overseas. He's still balling. He never stopped. You put ballers on the floor, they're going to keep balling. That's how. That's the word. But I will say this, the Chicago Bulls were the last NBA team that he played for. He did, and he averaged over 10 points a game. So, I mean, yeah. it wasn't like he couldn't play. Yeah, yeah, he could go. He could go. All right, Sarah. Let's get another one going and popping off in here. <laughs> okay, you all right? Okay. We good? We cool? Yeah, we're, we're good. Breathing? We're good. I think so, so all far. Right, all right. Yeah. Um, just think of the ring. You're a champion. I know. That's think what's distracting me today. Is that what it is? That's the bling? distracting me. Okay. It's the bling. All right. <laughs> um, we'll do, Dave, your second choice then. Okay, correct? come on with okay, him. Okay, yeah. Hit him in the face. This man's? Hit me in the face with it. Zoom that up for, for Grandpa Willie. Yeah, he has his glasses on. <laughs> Gotta get my reading glasses on. <laughs> Is that Hakeem Warwick? That is Hakeem Warwick, sir. I was a big-time Hakeem Warwick guy. Oh. I don't remember why. What mm-hmm. year was he on the Bulls? Hakeem Warwick. Let me get it for you. It was. It was. I want to say it was that Jimmy Butler time. 2005? It was 2005? I don't think it was later. No, 2009, 2010. Yeah, okay. I'm about so to say. It felt actually, later. Oh, That's that was D-Rose. the draft. That was when he was drafted was 2005. Never okay. mind. The t- 2009-2010 season. Uh, That's basically Derrick Rose. Uh, this was one of their only in-season trade acquisitions that I can remember. It was like mm-hmm. him and John Salmons. John Salmons, my man. Love me some John they Salmons. They brought him man. in to be like a backup power forward center. Mm-hmm. This time it was like pre-Joakim superstardom, pre-Taj Gibson superstardom. Superstardom is strong, but <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. I got you. I'm with um, you. Keep rolling. So, yeah, I mean, he was coming in to be that guy. Yeah. And, yeah, averaged eight and a half points mm-hmm. off the bench for the Bulls in 19 minutes a game. I always think of Memphis when I think of Akeem Ward. Yeah. Like, that is what comes up for me is, is that Grizzlies team because he fit that team very, very well in that kind of style of play um, that they had at that time, man. But, you know, NCAA champion. Was he really? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Syracuse, if I'm not mistaken. Um, oh, right. Watching. Oh, reading this here. He blocked a potential game tying three in the, tying, in the uh, title game to help seal it up. So, hey, he's a champion right there, man. He's a champ. He's one. I like that. That's, shout out to Hakeem Warwick. Played for a lot of teams. His career just, again, went to 2019. He kept hooping, man. Ended up with the Iowa Wolves. But he never stopped. He kept balling. I like that, man. Hoopers. I like these guys are hoopers. This is why we'll like these guys. Because they're hoopers, man. Hoopers hoop. They're going to play ball until they can't anymore. But, yeah, Hakeem Warwick was solid. He was not... A trash basketball player. He was just a very solid one. So he was traded to the Bulls by the Milwaukee Bucks with Joe Alexander mm-hmm. and a 2010 first-round draft pick, which became Kevin Serafin, mm-hmm. who 
I believe was involved in the Kirk Heinrich trade mm. to the Wizards. The Wizards one? Okay. Yeah. Um, to the Chicago Bulls for John Selman's, a 2010 first round pick that became Larry Sanders. Okay. Shout out to him. A 2011 second round pick that became none other than Isaiah Thomas. Oh. And a 2012 second round pick that became Robert Sacre. Ro- Robert Sacre? Sacker? I don't remember how to pronounce his name. Hey, you went way in there on that one. Will. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of a cool little uh, yeah. trade tree. A little bit, a little bit, a little and bit. the Bulls traded him the following summer to the Suns for a 20, to, uh, 2011 second round pick, which became Charles Jenkins. Charles Jenkins. I don't remember Charles Jenkins. Yeah, I don't believe he ever actually played for the Bulls. Okay. Um, he did not. Okay, he do sound like somebody I would know at a barbecue, though. But yeah, there's Shout some decent Charles players Jenkins. involved in that. Joe Alexander was a top 10 pick, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um. Larry Sanders was a top 10 pick, and mm-hmm. he was really somebody that the Bucks were kind of like building around mm-hmm. uh, pre-Giannis. Um, and then I believe he had some mental health issues or he just stepped away from the game for a while. Yeah. Um, but he was a really talented, like rim runner, shot blocker type. Yeah. Uh, those Bobcat jerseys were awful. The Bobcat name was awful. Everything about the Bobcat. Everything was about awful. it was awful. Shout out Bob Johnson. Like, I feel you why you named it Bobcats, bro, but damn. <laughs> like, we got to do better than that. Yeah, everything about that whole Bobcat run was tough. Tough. All right. Let's run it out there, Sarah. This is the GOAT's final random bull that he is putting up there. Mm. This game is basically like, name that random mm. white guy. <laughs> it is funny because this is the first random white guy. I know, but I tried, I tried to avoid only selecting white dudes. For this. Because I'm looking back through basketball reference and it's like, oh, I remember that guy that Dave might not be able to pick out. Enjoy, John, pick up a Faust check. Yeah, that was my man. Um, well, obviously he played for Boston. Looking at the green that he's rocking. Which he he actually did not ever play for uh, any other team than the Bulls, but that must have then been what's like, the green for? That must have been like a summer league or, you know. That's the photo that Will sent me. That's, <laughs> that's a same. personal shot? That no. is his <laughs> basketball Just so I, you know, photo. I only make 11 mistakes today, not 10. <laughs> <laughs> or I make only 10 today, not 11. And our, our French, French Bulls best, TV sir. might be able to help us out here. We say Eric Murphy. Oh, wow. Is that Eric Murphy? It is Eric Murphy. Wow. I remember Eric Murphy. He yes, played I do. one season with the Bulls in 2013-14. The original Maddie legend. <laughs> the original Maddie legend. Go uh, ahead, Will. <laughs> career high? Two points. Oh. Played at Florida with... Yes, uh, he did. That was post-Billy Donovan, I believe. Mm. 2010? Was Billy coaching in 2010? In Florida? At Florida. Oh, let's he, find out. he... Something I want to say no, but uh, yes, he was because he, so he, he was coaching with the Thunder from 2015 is when he came with the Thunder. Yeah. And that would have been like the year after Joaquin was drafted, right? Yes. Two years after. Yes, correct. Um, so, yeah, drafted by the Bulls, second round, 49th overall, waived by the Bulls the following year, mm-hmm. signed as a free agent by the Jazz, then did not actually play for the Jazz, but he was traded with John Lukes III and Malcolm Thomas to the Cavs oh. for Carrick Felix. Oh. And cash. And then he was traded from the Cavs later that summer again with John Lucas the third. Mm-hmm. But now also Dwight Powell, who's currently with the Mavericks, mm-hmm. Malcolm Thomas and a 2016 second for to the Celtics for Keith Bogans, former Bull. Wow. 2015 second round pick that was later uh, selected in the 2017 round draft conditional 2015 second round pick that did not convey. Wow. Uh, and then he was waived by the Celtics that summer. 
immediately. October 21st, right before the season started by the Celtics. So he actually only ever played for the Bulls, but he did make uh, almost $600,000 from those oh, two teams. So now that's, that's called stats, ladies and gentlemen. The GOAT got you covered from all aspects out here. Also, Finnish-born player. So he plays for the Finnish national basketball team. So I wonder if Lowry has anything, any Eric Murphy memories that That's he would like question. to put out there. I'd like to know about that, man. Actually, he, I'm going to get hit by guy. I think he's yeah. of Finnish descent, but he was born in Lyon, France, mm. which is why uh, I think French Bulls TV hooked it up here with the right. answer. Um, but he played, yeah, yes, he played, yeah, for, the he played for the Finland team. Eric Murphy. Eric Murphy. So here you have it, six points. The original the Paul team. Zipser. <laughs> How dare you call him the original Maddie legend? He couldn't shoot like the great, like the greatest shooter in the world. How dare you? Don't ever put that name in the same category. Oh, the random bulls generated, ladies and gentlemen, back and better than ever. And I enjoy that. But now it's time for more fun because I'd like to have more. Sarah, would you like to have more fun? I'm kind of scared today, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, scared or not, we're going to have more fun, Sarah. Coming up after this break, we're going to dive into the top 10 big men in Chicago Bulls history. This isn't just centers. This isn't just power forwards, guys. These are big men, 6'9 and up. Positionless. Will's favorite. This is positionless right here. So we're going to hang out and we're going to enjoy that. But first, let me tell you this. And Sarah, this goes to you too. Get your ducks in a row. <laughs> because it's the grand reopening of Ray Chevy Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake. Flock, that's a bar, in September 9th and celebrate our Get Ducked event. Oh, who wants to get ducked? Who wants to get ducked up? Everybody wants to get ducked up down with my man Ray Chevy and win free prizes and your chance to win $1,000 plus during Jeep Adventure Days, get employee pricing on all new 2023 Jeep Gladiator models. The grand reopening of Ray Chevy Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake is only on September 9th, ladies and gentlemen. But the savings are all month long, all month. You know that song, Sarah? No. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> I didn't expect you to. I'm just asking. I would have been overly impressed if you did. But I still love you, Sarah. Ray, Chevy, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Find new roads and let those roads lead you to my guy, Ray. But also, we are brought to you by a place that Sarah might be visiting later. Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Ow, it's football season, so it's time to get your chill on while you're excited at the same time. And Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season. No matter where you are on your cannabis journey, easy online ordering and in-store pickup, great transparent loyalty program called Sunnyside or rewards. It's Illinois' favorite dispensary. And they have so many things to enjoy. They got the good news, which is Matt Peck's favorite. He says he's like, take that gummy, cut it in half, half that one, and then save the other half for later. That's how he rolls right there. They got high supply. And they got the wonder. And of course, they got the remedy, y'all. Got to have it. So through October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop. Use the code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. But 
it's not just for new customers. Any customer from any walk of life, you go up in there to Sunnyside, you tell them CHGO25 and that you love the Quaff King and you will get yourself 25% off, y'all. Isn't that awesome? I think it's awesome. You can use that code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer at Sunnyside Cannabis Dispenser, right? Must be 21 and over or Illinois Med Card holder. Let's get into it, Sarah. Fun times. I'm going to make you have some fun today, Sarah. We're going to forget everything and just have fun. That's what we're going to do. Okay. All right. You ready for it? Yeah, yeah. All right. I know the goat is. Oh, man, he's fired up. Look at him. Top 10 big man in Bulls history, y'all. This is who we're going with. And again, 6'9 and over. 6'9 and over. All right? This is who we're rolling with. Before we even get started, I I just want to reiterate the line from before. Okay. It's difficult for me if it happened before I was born. Okay, <laughs> I'm here to fill in the blanks, fill in the gaps. I'll see. I'm, this is what I'm here to do. All I'm right. here to help. I'm here to help my guy. As you see, number ten, we're going with Nikola Vucevic. He's been awesome for the Bulls. He if, really has. He I think really it's has. just so underrated. If you look at the numbers, obviously, like he's not putting up the twenty. 20- two and 12 and whatever that he was doing with the magic. But like, as we talked about, his role has changed so much. Mm -hmm. He's putting up huge numbers for this point in his career, obviously has not had like the longest bulls tenure, but he has been really, really good. And I, it's kind of crazy doing this exercise and realizing just how good he has been relative to other bull centers. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. 17. You can just pencil him in for 17 and 10 or 17 and 11. Like, that's just what you could do with him. It's going to shoot a solid percentage from three. It's going to get you three to four assists a game. And he does this consistently. Oh, and he's super durable as well. He's going to play. Played all 82 games last season for the Bulls. He's still trying to find his way, obviously. Still trying to do that. But he's awesome. I can't take anything away from him. He's been awesome. He's been great. I rock with Vooch, man. And hopefully we see more of that this season and see something else. So, number nine. Carlos Boozer. That's right. Carlos Boozer. I wasn't the biggest Carlos Boozer fan before they traded for Carlos Boozer because I knew what Carlos Boozer was going to do when he got here. I was like, he's going to get you 15, 16 points. He's going to get you eight, nine rebounds. And then that's about it. That's all you're going to roll with. And Carlos Boozer was exactly as advertised. But exactly as advertised is still pretty damn good, Will. Yeah, I mean, again, another player, I think actually a very similar like arc to Vooch in that he was kind of underappreciated while he was here. Yeah. Uh, was kind of like somebody who had to adapt their game to come play alongside players that were frankly better than him. Yes. Um, and that's just kind of how it goes. Sometimes guys struggle with that. So again, I think he was really underrated. I think he's a kind of guy that like, if he were playing in the modern era where he could stretch that jump shot out, I mean, he was lights out from the elbows, mm-hmm. but if he could really stretch that out to three, the fact that he could, you know, work at the post, could stretch it out. I mean, I think he'd be really good. But I'm curious why you have him over Vooch. Because if you just look at the numbers, mm-hmm. I think Vooch has a, a slight edge. But mm-hmm. Boozer also played more during his prime with the Bulls and had yes. a longer Bulls tenure. So I'm curious, like, what mattered to you more here when you're looking at just cr- criteria? For me, it mattered more. Uh, the playoffs mattered a lot in this yeah. one. Because I thought that their numbers were pretty similar. And I thought their style, no, not style of game, but how they play, you know, in the post, you know what I'm saying, with a nice mid-range and those kind of things. Pretty similar games to me. But for me, it was about the playoffs. 
and Carlos Boozer had a better team <laughs> for sure. He was on a better squad, but he, he had better playoff success than um, uh, Vooch. And for me, when I do these kind of lists like that, that always gets you a little higher on there. You know, when I'm looking at your numbers and it's even, well, the tie goes to the champion for me. Yeah. So that's all it was. It was just that success. I don't think Vooch is finished. I think, you know, when that playoff success for him is going to come, when the Bulls make those runs in there, and if we do this list again, he will be higher than that. Because trust me, I'm not a Carlos Boozer guy. Yeah. But I just can't deny that success yeah, right By there. the end of Vooch's tenure with the Bulls, he might be yes. past him. Might all definitely right. be past him. So that was my uh, rationale. Give me that. old man Joe Smith, Joshua Simmons. All right. All right, number eight, number eight, number eight, number eight, Luke Longley. Oh, the thunder from down under. Oh, that man right there. Look at him, man. Look at Mike telling him right now, dude, don't shoot. (laughs) As we say into him right now, unless it's the first quarter. And then Mike's like, well, go ahead, knock out at least the first three. I love Luke Longley because Luke Longley was one of those guys that you plugged in and didn't have to think about. He was just there. You, Luke, you didn't have to worry about. He's one of the players like, oh, I ain't worried about him. He'll be there. Because he's big, he's sturdy, and you know what you're going to get from him. Solid jump shot. You know, he's going to score the first six or eight points. Like, that's just how he rolls. And he's going to get those solid rebounds. And he's going to commit them fouls. But he's going to set them hard screens, and he was a really solid passer as well. That's not talked about either. But he was a really solid passer, man. But, I mean, the starting center on three <laughs> championships, yeah. the starting center, dog, like was Luke Longley. So y'all can say how you want about Luke and his game and stuff like that, but the starting center on the championship team who always got the ball first, whether it was a regular season playoffs or the finals, Luke Longley was getting the ball them first three possessions, and he was going to put the ball in the bucket in them first three possessions. That's how it went. Yeah, this is where it gets interesting for me, and I don't know if we'll go through my list as well, but like... Sure, we will, for sure. You know, how do you weigh, like, role player on title team Mm -hmm. versus, like secondary option on just a good team or an okay team or Mm -hmm. a good team that wasn't a title team. So this was one of the curious ones for me. I had them in the same range, but I think that's, that's kind of like, that's the exercise here is like, how do you, how do you weigh that stuff? Well, for me, this isn't just a title team either. Will this was the greatest team of all time. True. This is 72 and 10. Was he playing? Was he closing games? No, no, right. No. Um, Uh, coach was always in there. I think of, you know, the title teams, it's Rodman and Kukoc. Yes, correct. And so for me, that is, you you cut him a little bit there because mm-hmm. if he's not in in the most important moments, mm-hmm. how can you say that he is, like, he has the biggest impact? And obviously he had a huge impact on, as a starting center on yeah. three title teams. But I think if we're splitting hairs, and that's kind of what we're doing here. Sure, that split is, away. That is kind of how I feel about it. That's not a fair, uh, I mean, that is a fair way to feel about that. Uh, but that's how I feel. Like, a starting center on a team that won three straight, on a team that was the best team in Ever. basketball. And not just, I'm talking about in basketball, not just the East. The best in basketball, those three straight, those three seasons. I don't care what the record told you. Because even when after the 72, the next season they won 69. You know, and the season after, I believe it was 66, 65 or something like that, that they won. And, yeah, he was he was the starting center on that. Like, it started through Luke Longley. But you're right. Like when the game was closing, it was definitely cool coach. It was definitely Robin. And then in those final two, it was uh, Bison Daley, you know, rest in peace uh, to Bison Daley because he was representing. But he was the one starting all that. But for me, it all started with the big fella right there with young Luke Longley, man. And I had to give him that love. I got to give him that love right there. All right. Let's move to number seven on the list. Who would be 
my man, David Greenwood. First of all, just an incredible name. Can we just start there? Incredible name. Incredible name for my man, David Greenwood, right there. What a special name that was. David Greenwood, I have a... School me because... <laughs> because... You ready? You yeah, ready? You ready I'm to be ready. schooled? I'm taking notes. He's taking notes. <laughs> He's sitting back and ready to go. David Greenwood was awesome. Let me just tell you like that. He was a really good basketball player. But my brother likes to call him Consolation Prize. Because David Greenwood, when the Chicago Bulls had the coin toss for the draft, they lost that coin toss and had the number two pick, which is why they took David Greenwood. That this number is, one pick was Magic Johnson. This is 1979, Correct. Correct. That was the number one pick, was Magic Johnson. David Greenwood was the one you took right after that. Because he, look, he was three-time first-team All-Pack when he was in college, two-time Pac-10 Player of the Year, and he was a two-time first-team because this is All-American. All right? He was balling. All right? And, and if you want to, you can go check his stats out uh, for what he did for the Chicago Bulls as well. Because he came in playing very, very well. Like first season, he's 16 and 9, 14 and 8 the next season, 14 and 9 the next season, 10 and 9, and then 12 and 10. Like he was really good for the Bulls, man. Like David Greenwood was the star on a team that didn't have any. <laughs> he was that guy. So yeah, I give a lot of love to David Greenwood, man. Uh, I believe he was 6'9, like he was right at that cut off of this right here, but he could play. Like, David Greenwood could absolutely play. But, yes, he will forever be, yes, Prince Bull TV, he will forever be the Magic Johnson Constellation Prize, man. And that's why I had him on And this actually list. did end up winning a championship with the Pistons. He in, did, in, 1990, uh, I believe. Yeah, he was on that squad right there. So, full circle for him because he got to beat the Bulls to get to that championship uh, for 1990. But, yeah, David Greenwood... He could ball. He could hoop right there. Shout out Devin for having him on your list as well. That's awesome. Uh, number six. Let's hit it. Paul Gasol. The Hall of Famer. Pow, pow, pow. Gasol. You like that, sir? <laughs> Paul Gasol, man. He, how can I put this? He was a surprise with how he played with the Bulls. I wasn't surprised he was good. I was surprised he was damn near great. Like, because he was bordering great when he was here for the Chicago Bulls. Second team All-NBA, was an All-Star both times. Got his first ever triple-double here in with the Chicago Bulls. Took less money to come here just to play with Joe Kim Noah. Was a pro's pro. He really was. And, of course, he was the author of probably one of Will's favorite plays, which was the alley-oop to Jimmy Butler. They ran that play at least twice a game. And we're getting at least four points. And if he didn't get the alley-oop, he was getting fouled and getting to the free throw line. So the Bulls got a free six points just of Paul Gasol uh, being a great passer and Jimmy and him having a great uh, repertoire and relationship uh, with each other. And, yeah, it was, it was awesome. That was an awesome play. They ran it often, and it was awesome. But that corner three that Paul Gasol shot was fire, man. I didn't expect him to come in and be an all-NBA player. I just didn't expect it at all. That, that's not what I was looking at, but he damn sure came in and did it, man. But And, and at the age that he was, like a lot of people yeah, thought it was that. the twilight of his career. Right. A lot of people thought he was the rap and he was done for. Sound familiar? DeMar DeRozan. A lot of people thought it was over and done for him, but he came in and he played. That first season, he played 72 games. He started all 72, 72 out of the 82 games. Uh, next season, he played, what, uh, 64, but he started 39 of them. But was an all-star. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm reading that wrong. 78 games in that first season and 72 in that second season. So, Paul Gasol was also durable those two seasons with the Bulls, man. Averaging 18 and 11 the first one, 16 and 11 
in the second season, man. And oh my goodness, like he was just he was just fired, Will. Like I, I had no complaints about him shooting forty six percent from three in that first season. Forty six. Like yeah, I told I mean, you, he, from that corner, he was on fire. He was a revelation. He was also kind of a consolation prize. Yes, no uh, doubt. In the no Carmelo Anthony sweepstakes. Yeah. And similar to Vooch, similar to maybe Carlos Boozer, but not quite as much. Shorter tenure, obviously not really known for being a bull, but you cannot deny the production. Okay. I mean, he was awesome. It was a really weird front court with Joakim, with Nikola Mirotic, mm-hmm. with Taj Gibson. And, I mean, he was just, he was the one. He was the ooh. I like how you put that, man. That's what he was. He was the one, dog. All right. That's the first five right there. When we come back, we're going to get into five through one. We're going to see who's up there for five through one, man. Oh, I like it already. I like it already. Uh, first of all, I remember Paul scoring 46 one night not being happy because he wanted the whole team to contribute instead. Also, my favorite mm. Powell moment was when Jimmy scored 40 points in the second half against the Raptors. I remember. And it was kind of like a weird dynamic where I feel like the team was not really like gelling. Mm -hmm. And they were just kind of walking off. I can't remember whether they won or lost, but Jimmy had just scored 40 points and a half. Mm. And Pau just like brought everybody together and everybody had this giant group hug on the floor in Toronto. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like my kind of guy. Yeah. That's that's the stuff I do. I like that. Shout out Paul Gasol, man. Representing, man. Hall of Famer, Paul Gasol, number retired in L.A., Paul Gasol, man. Going to take this break, but first, getting this text here from Baby Joey. Uh, Sarah, uh, Baby Joey says, are you all right? I'm okay. He just wants to know he cares. <laughs> That's ba- good. He says, I'm a baby, but I care. That's good. It's good cool. moral. Start young. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has been corrupted by the world. You know, nothing <laughs> like that. He's rolling, man. It's a lot of things. He's rolling. He's rolling. That's how he rolls, man. He never understood, though. He, he never get understood. Because he's a baby. He don't get it sometimes. He don't get it. He don't understand. He don't get it. Sarah don't get it. Will don't get it. I don't get it. But more importantly, Shady Rays don't understand. Why you got to pay so much money to look so damn cool? They don't understand that. So they set out to do something about it, y'all. That independent sunglasses company offering that world-class product just as good as any expensive pair you've ever put on your beautiful face. The durable frames, the extremely clear optics for your outdoor and as Matt would prove, if he was sitting in here right now, your indoor adventure. That's the word. Look it up. That's what Go told me. And that's not all. The Matt Peck lost and broken replacements plan. Let's say Sarah just goes into a rage because she made some mistakes and smashes that table in half. I'm about to flip this table. Oh, like the Tasmanian <laughs> devil on her shirt just smashes all the pieces. But then she realized she has crushed her shady rays in her rage. And now she's even more upset. But then a smile will come to her face because she'll remember she could put them in the envelope, send them right on back to Shady Rays. They will send her a brand new pair, no questions asked. Or let's say you're walking down the street, you're going to get yourself some coffee, and oh man, you passed the goat. He's on his way, chilling. Um, no. (laughs) How about it though? He may, well, Kirk might be the goat in Kansas. We might, we might call him the can, can Sarah, is Kirk Heinrich a Kansas goat? I don't know. I don't know. Is he popular in Kansas? Not that I know. He is. Yeah. He is. is he? Okay. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. He's, I think oh. he's got his jersey retired there. Oh. Really? Yeah. Oh. See, I was, I was busy. It was busy. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to. All time three point leader, Chicago Bulls, Kirk Heinrich. Not for long. <laughs> Not for long. Shout out Zach Levine. That's about to be over. 
But yes, say you see the goat, and then you stop him to have these Kirk Heinrich debates. And then you look at him in the face and you say, these glasses are awesome that he has on. And then you run home and then you study up on your knowledge just in case you see him again and you can have another debate. And then you get the same glasses he got, but then you realize you can't look as cool or have that much knowledge in your brain. No problem. What you can do is send those glasses right back to Shady Rays. Order yourself a pair that fits you better. And as long as you do it within 30 days, Shady Rays will send you that pair of glasses for free. No questions asked. So, excuse me for the listeners out there. Shady Rays giving away their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code CHGO for 50% off of two plus pairs of premium polarized shades. Go try it for yourself. The shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people because of Shady Rays, y'all, where the Rays are just oh so shady. I like how First Food TV said, Shady Rage. <laughs> shady Rage, man. Well, I'll tell you what you shouldn't have rage for, y'all. That's Splash Sports. CHGO has a weekly pick X and NFL Survivor contest for everyone to participate for real money. All right? How do I get in that? Let me tell you right now. Head to SplashSports.com slash CHGO and sign up. Deposit the cash to get started, and it's just 10 bucks to enter either one. So 10 bucks, y'all, is all you're going to need to enter either one. Either the CHGO Weekly NFL Pick X Contest and the CHGO Survivor Contest. The more who enter, the larger the prize. That's how it rolls. We will be running a weekly contest all year, so be sure to keep that link handy and if you want to run your own contest you want to be commissioner like the goat over here you're tired of being a commissioner in other leagues chasing people down with none of that reward well then you ain't the goat because he don't have them problems but if you do you can sign up to be a commissioner right through our link and earn money for the contest you are already running with your friends and family so head to splash sports.com slash chgo to join We'll have different contests coming out. So we are stoked to compete with and against you all. Be sure to click our link in the description. Splash Sports. Sarah, are you in a fantasy team? I'm not, but both of my brothers are, and okay. they do it with all their friends. Um, the reason why I'm not is because they're starting, like the fee to get in was $100. Oh. And yeah, they're they're very serious about it. And so mm. I was like, I can't do that. That's the league I mean. It's 100 bucks to get in the one I'm Yeah, in. that's yeah. a lot of money. I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't know. I'll just, I, I like to watch and actually enjoy the games and not be like sick to my stomach about money problems <laughs> with it. <laughs> I, what, what my key is, is I watch the game. I don't see who my I'm playing against. I don't look at their team. I don't okay. look at anybody else's team but mine. So that way I actually Control, can enjoy can football. Yeah, Control. that's a better way to do yeah. it. It's, it's the only it's the only way I can enjoy it. Yeah. Because if I saw what he was doing and who he's picking, I'd be losing my mind. Right. You know? Yeah. So. No. People get people get like really crazy and serious oh, about it, and it's oh. like I just I can't live that life. This is <laughs> it's not the life I it's live. Not the life I it's live. Not the life I live, man. I don't know. Maybe you get you do uh, fantasy basketball because Goat runs the fantasy. I do. Basketball. Yeah. I do the last year. I did it. I you know Kansas winning it all, but anyways. Okay. Um, right. Yeah, <laughs> I do the. I like the basketball ones better than football. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's up Goat Tally right there. That's how he rolls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fantasy, yes. Give me the football. I'm a simple man. 
All right, let's continue with this list that we got right here. Top 10 big men all time. 6'9 and up, guys. Number five, Bill. All right. I love Bill Cartwright. Bill Cartwright is awesome. Again, three-time champion, starting center on, on my favorite Bulls championship team, which was 1992. But Bill a great Cartwright. Year. A great year. A great year. But Bill Cartwright it's it's not talked about in how he changed a lot of stuff that was going on with the Chicago Bulls when he got here because he's a no nonsense kind of guy. When Bill Cartwright walks in the room, you straighten up. You don't mess with Bill Cartwright. Them elbows will get you. He will choke shit out you. He didn't play those things at all. And again, just like Luke Longley, those first eight points were going to to uh, Bill Cartwright. I watched him put out Hakeem Olajuwon because <laughs> he put that elbow in his eye and it was vicious and he had that man wearing goggles, man. But Bill Cartwright changed a lot, like, of how teams um, – about the toughness of this team. Going up against a team like Detroit, you know, you need uh, those kind of guys who are no nonsense because the Bulls were getting pushed around, like, ridiculously. So, yeah, Bill Cartwright was awesome. I, that's why I have him so high because he kind of set the tone a lot for those Chicago Bulls uh, championship teams, man. He was vitally important. And this is why I love doing this kind of stuff with you because – you give the historical context that I just like simply wasn't there for. And obviously, you, you know, Bill Cartwright is like a, le- a Bulls legend, right? Yeah. Like he is a fixture in Bulls history. Right. But if you look at like his numbers, I mean, he played the prime of his career with the Knicks. He did. He was and a he baller. Was, he was a baller. For <laughs> yes, them. he was. I mean, he was putting up 21 and 10. Yeah, he was a beast. For the Bulls, he was in the twilight of his career. He was in his 30s. Yeah. His best season was 88, 89, mm-hmm. before the Bulls even won anything, mm-hmm. 12 points a game. So yeah. statistically, he was not dominant with the Bulls, mm-hmm. but the, the stuff that he did for the team, the culture, like setting the tone of who they needed to be in order to get through the Pistons and the Lakers. Yeah. That was Bill Cartwright. It was Bill Cartwright, man. He, he kicked it off. You won half in it in there because remember, the Bulls were getting beat up and pushed around a lot. Bill Cartwright changed all of those things. All right. Let's go to number four. Wow. Big man. Horace Grant. Oh, let's let the debates begin. I like this. Again, three-time champion. I mean, Horace Grant was absolutely awesome. Horace Grant told us, I, I went out, this is a flex. When I talked to Horace Grant, when I was working with uh, Bulls Outsiders, and I asked him why he got goggles. I, I just really wanted to know why he got them. He said, dude, I couldn't see. <laughs> he said, and I was like, wait a minute, you were playing and you couldn't see? He was like, no. I was like, but you was averaging like 10 points a game. <laughs> like, how do you do that? How do you play basketball without sight? And he said, I, I can't remember if it was Tex Winter or Johnny Bach, but one of the Bulls' assistants uh, told him, like, uh, dude, I think there's something wrong with your vision. I think you need to put these goggles on right here. Shout out to he Wendell Carter. Shout out. I think of him all the time when I talk about this. That's exactly who I think of is Wendell Carter Jr. Look at how his game has changed. He's putting up the same numbers, but he looks like a different basketball player, obviously. Horace Grant is the same way. Once he got those goggles, he was a different basketball player. Became an all-star. Uh, of course, his time in Orlando. Still hate him for that, but we you know, got number love for him. But he was just an amazing, amazing player for the Bulls, man. That jump shot that he had was just water. Talk about a guy who would really benefit from today's oh, game. Yes, man, absolutely. I still remember the game where he had, I believe, 30 points and 20 rebounds. I think that was against the Lakers. That was during the year Mike wasn't there because everybody kind of elevated and took off uh, three all-stars on that team, as a matter of fact. But Horace Grant was one of my, one of my favorite players, man. Ran the lane awesomely as well. 
uh, when the Bulls were on the break, he was always running the lane, always getting offensive tip dunks for the Bulls. And again, a tough guy. You think of the Charles Smith game five when he wouldn't let Charles Smith score. Him and Scotty stealing that ball from him. Wouldn't let him have anything. That was Horace Grant, man. The defense that he played against Kevin Johnson after John Paxson hit the three, who blocked that shot, that was Horace Grant. So Horace Grant was, yeah, a Doberman, the Doberman defense. Absolutely right, French Bull. But yeah, Horace Grant, I loved him. He was awesome. Number three. Oh, you don't agree with Horace at four? I, okay, well, let's go through yours and then I'll, I'll respond to it. Okay, he shooed me. He Number shoot me off. No, because right. I think basically, I'm messing with you, basically man. my two, three, and four are interchangeable. Okay, all right. All right, let's do it. Number three, Joakim Noah. Oh, y'all know a lot of people right now. Like, what? But, dude, Joakim Noah, top 10 big man, top 10 center. He's going to be in the top three. I don't care how you arrange it. That's just really how that goes. Joakim Noah is amazing. All right? when On my Bulls basketball, Mount Rushmore, he's on mine. When I, when I think of Bulls basketball, uh, Mount Rushmore players, wow. he, he's that's, on mine. That's dog. as high praise as you can have. Because yeah, seriously. Two of those three spots are automatically reserved. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's on mine. I those love spots, excuse me. Joe Kim Noah, dog. I always tell people, you like to talk about being on Luka. I was on Joe Kim Noah from the beginning, and I was the only person I knew on Joe Kim Noah. Because everybody was just like, this dude is trash. What are you getting? Who are we doing like this? Uh, I had that talk with uh, Joey yesterday, that same talk. He was like, it's for when he got drafted, his father was like, what are we doing? Drafting this guy. That's all I heard. And I couldn't understand why people felt that way. Maybe because I watched so much college basketball. And I watched him, and I'm like, he was the MVP of the team. Like, he won the MVP at center. Like, the dude who doesn't score like that. But he was the most valuable player. Bro, that's important. Like, you know, and it's in the starting center on a back-to-back championship team. So he already has the pedigree when he comes in. He was the fire that the Bulls needed. He was the one that set the tone every time. We talked about Bill Cartwright setting them stones. He was the one that set the tone. He let you know we don't like nobody. And I don't care that y'all think that, but this is how we're going to do. I hate your city. I hate your team. I hate your fans, you know, and I'm going to let you know it. And on top of that, he had one of my favorite seasons when he won defensive player of the year and he finished in the top four in MVP voting because he was just phenomenal. He had a Hakeem Olajuwon-esque game when they played uh, Philly. And I believe he had 22 points with like 21 rebounds and 11 blocks that game. That's Hakeem stuff. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I don't see that. He created a position that didn't exist in the NBA, which is a point center. That didn't exist. There were point forwards. And there were point guards. There was never point centers before Joe Kim Noah. Joe Kim ran Amazing. so Nikola Jokic could fly. Yes. Come on, GOAT. That's exactly right. That is exactly correct. And now you know, you don't look at it like as crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, center running and stuff like this? Now it's weirdly expected. You know, like you're looking at Vooch when do those things, man. But it was because of Joe Kim Noah. Get to that top of the key and run the offense. His passing ability, all that. Super skilled, man. Love Joe Kim Noah, dog. It's my guy. Love Joe Kim. Nothing more to say except for that. It it saddens me that Matt Peck isn't here to, oh, to oh, give his praise. You know he'll be heaping praise and not happy that he is at number three. But I guarantee you I hear about it. Promise you that. Number two. Tony Kukoc. Listen to me. Again, guys. Big Mint 6'9 and up. 
This isn't centers. This isn't forwards. This is big man six nine and up. And damn it, who was harder than young Tony Kukoc out here? Hall of Famer, all right? Three-time champion, six-man of the year. The man did it all before he even got to the Chicago Bulls. He was considered the best player in European basketball history. And then he got to here to the Bulls. And again, you just talked about Noah, you know, walking so others could fly. Tony Kukoc is exactly that player. When they talk about that, even when we talk to guys like Stacey King, he always says, dude, Tony Kukoc, dude, would, this is his era. This is the era of where he would just absolutely be balling out right about now, averaging close to triple doubles all the time because you were looking for a guy with his skill set, you know, shooting the three, handling the ball, uh, setting up the offense, getting your rebounds and running the break. He did every single thing. You don't win those championships without Tony Kukoc. There are so many games I can think of. Game seven against Indiana in 98 when the Bulls had to have it and, the, and all of them were off pretty much. Tony Kukoc had like 30 that game. He carried that team, bro. No, Tony Kukoc was the man, uh, Will. He, he was quite awesome. Kukoc is like, as an, uh, a player archetype, mm. my f- absolute favorite kind of player. Mm. Big guy who can pass the ball, who can dribble pass shoot, mm. who can like run a break, who's just smart, knows how to play, knows how to fit in. Like, if he were in the NBA now, he would be, I mean, like... Just unbelievable. Yeah. No, he'd he would be, be amazing. Unreal. He's built for today's NBA. Yes, he is. Um, and I think somebody who obviously, like, if you watch Last Dance or you know that period in Bulls history well, like there was a lot going on with him and the rest of the team. Yeah. Uh, with him starting versus coming off the bench with Scotty, mm-hmm. with Dennis, all this stuff going on. And I mean, his play just kind of shined through it. Yeah. And I think if he were around today, he would be like a franchise cornerstone. He mm. could be like a a true franchise player on a team today. I can, I no disagreement. No disagreement at all. Shout out Tony, the waiter, Tony Kukoc. Uh, Joshua, like I said, Dennis Rodman was a bit, but he was 6'8". This is 6'9 and up, my friend. 6'9 and up. But number one, and there's no debate on number one, it's Artis Gilmore. First of all, let's admire the fro. Let's start there. Let's admire the fro and the pork chop sideburns. Let's just drink that in for a second right there. Oh, it's just how flavorful that is. But Artis Gilmore was an absolute monster. And the wild thing about Artis Gilmore is he wasn't really completely in his prime when he got to the Chicago Bulls because he was an ABA guy when he came out. He played, what, first one, two, three, four, five, five or six years in the uh, ABA. That's where he was at. So that's where he kind of started out at and had a lot of success there as well. Then he came to the Chicago Bulls where he just was just – ridiculously dominant man just like i said a double double every single time supremely durable listen to this like in the games in chicago his first three seasons he did not miss a game that's his center you were telling you that about he did not miss a game in the first three he missed a a big chunk of games during his fourth year he only played 48 and then then, 82 82 82 right (laughs) right back to it you know so he was supremely durable basketball player which is rare you know for a center that you know, it's going to be playing a lot and one that you're that dependent upon. Like, he was just awesome, man. Like, Artis Gilmore set the tone for the Chicago Bulls. And in my opinion, and this is just somebody who doesn't know uh, Bulls history, like that deep of Bulls history from the 60s and the 50s. But for me, 
Like he was like that first true superstar like that for the Bulls. Like you're like, dude, that's artist Gilmore like that. And that's no disrespect to Jerry Sloan, Norm Van Leer. Are you surprised Bob the Bulls those haven't, guys. Bulls never retired his jersey? I'm very surprised, honestly. I think about that often. Like I don't understand why. Because when you think of centers, he's literally the first one you think of. Like he is that dude. Like artist Gilmore is that dude, man. And I just don't know why uh, that hasn't happened for him. But And he had uh, went on to San Antonio. And still was putting up double-doubles. Like, that's what he does. Like, for his career, he's averaging 18 and 12 for his career, shooting 58% from the field. I've been told that's pretty good. He had a season with the Bulls where his best season shooting was six, 67% from the field. The man damn near shot 70%. That's just dominance, man. Like, that's just a special basketball player. Shout out to him. Yeah, and when you proposed this idea to me, you said – what did you say? Tell me what you said. What did I say? You said there is no number one. Oh, yes. It's I said there's Gilmore. no, it's non negotiable. It's non negotiable. Yes. Everybody <laughs> else, fine. Yes. But he's and, number one. And you was with me on that. We was and like, I was with you because right. if you just look at the numbers, it's like, mm-hmm. it's obvious. Like, that's just, that is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, before we run out and get out of here, uh, Sarah, can you give me a Will's um, top 10 one, list? One second. I got to send it to her. Because oh, I, I made a couple of changes after. Oh, I sent um, it. I sent it out for a graphic. Uh, I put in a request earlier. Yeah, but for I it. I made a couple of changes because. Ah. I, and this is what I was gonna Go start talking about. But you say we've been texting <laughs> because, um, because. So wait a minute! You tell me you were sitting here changing your list while you're going. You convinced me on some list? stuff. Oh wait, and sorry, I don't. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying that's impressive. You convinced me on some stuff, and also I needed to change the orientation so that you could see it on a graphic because it was though. too wide, and now I'm hopefully going to make it easier to see. I'm but impressed. When I was doing this and knowing that I was going to be talking to you about it, I mm. think I went to a place where I was overly biased towards older players. Okay. Because I didn't want to like miss anything. And so originally I had Horace at number two, Kukoc at number three, and Joakim at number four. Okay. And then after talking with you, I'm on Joakim number two. <laughs> because here, here's, how I, here's how I went about like deciding. Okay. So the first thing is like, were you a champion, like core member of a championship team? It's important. That, that's kind of like rule number one. And that's okay. why originally I had Horace and Kukoc above Joakim. Okay. But then it's all NBA awards, and that means... All-star, defensive player, uh, and then all-NBA teams, all-defensive teams. And then it's tenure with the Bulls. So how long did you play with the Bulls? How big was your impact with the team? And I think that was really kind of what it came down to for me, which was like the impact that you had as a Bull. Mm -hmm. And then finally, the stats. Yeah. Uh, So for anybody that calls me a box score chaser or whatever, here's that's... That's how it goes. Yes. But so for me, I have artists <laughs> at one, Joakim, who I moved up to two, mm-hmm. despite the fact that he never won championships. Kukoc at three, Horace at four, Cartwright five, right. Haugasol six, Vooch at seven, Longley eight, Taj Gibson at nine, mm. and Carlos Boozer at 10. Um, Talk to me about Taj. Ag- agreed with you for sure on artists. Joakim, like he was just quite frankly better than any anybody else on this list at his absolute prime. Yes, and although the Bulls never won at as high a level, like his impact on the team and his impact on Bulls history, I think really stands out there. Mm. Who coach and Horace and really even Joakim can all be interchangeable to me. I think they're pretty clearly there. I had uh, Cartwright at five and I, I'm pretty confident with him there. And then it's some of the guys that played a little bit less. So Pau, I think like just the two all-stars 
um, putting up basically the same numbers as Vooch, who I have just a spot below him. Mm-hmm. You you give Pau the respect that he deserves as, as an all, uh, multi-time all-star, but also a Hall of Famer. Vooch at eight, Longley, or I'm sorry, Vooch at seven, Longley eight. Taj ahead of Boozer mm-hmm. for me is in part due to his impact and tenure with the Bulls. I think there were arguments to be made that he could have been closing games over Boozer while they mm-hmm. were playing together. True because of the impact that he had on the defensive end. This is true. Um, and also just like, when I think of like guys that represent the Bulls, guys that like are the Bulls as players, Taj is that guy for me. Like mm. Taj is everything that you want. I mean, like the hard hat lunch pail, like that was that was Taj. Like he, he just meant so much to that team. He was always willing to take a smaller role for the betterment of the team, even though he could have been better and he ended up playing as long or longer than any other player on this list mm. uh eight seasons with the bulls average almost 10 points but just like i mean for for a player who was really like an unsung hero on so many of these teams i feel like i, I needed to get him up there and i put him above boozer for the fact that he played longer with the team and for the fact that i think at his peak with the team he could have been better mm. I, i'm not gonna argue with any of that man times was awesome uh, he's he's definitely in my honorable mention uh, as well. Shout out uh, Dave Corzine was in there. Uh, Mickey Johnson was dope. Brad Miller was also in my honorable mention. Uh, Elton Brand uh, in my honorable mention uh, as well, man. So The only other person we didn't talk about was Orlando Woolrich. Yes, yes. We didn't talk about Orlando. But I thought... He could have been an honor, honorable. Could have been honorable I, mention, man. Like he was I wasn't really going to be mad. Good. He was awesome. It was Listen. like him and, and Mike for... Yeah, the rest of the '80s. Yes, I would say that's. A, I would say that's a misstep on mine because Orlando Woolridge definitely should have been on this list. Yeah, I, I definitely. Agree would you with have that. him in your top ten, or would you just have him in? He would be in the top ten, I and like he's. There has to be a reason why I didn't right on that put cost. him there. I promise you, that has to be a reason because Orlando was one of the first people that came to my mind when I when I had him in there. But I can't think of a reason why I didn't because he was awesome. Like he fit the criteria, he played for years and years, number one player out there. And the only reason he left was because the greatest player of all time came. Like it's the only reason he left, man. And he had the gold chains and everything popping. Like Orlando Wolves was the man. Um, no, Orlando wasn't six seven. Orlando was six nine. Um, yeah, maybe you just thought he was shorter. Yeah, I think that could be it. Maybe I could have thought that he, that was the case for him. But yeah, shout out Orlando Wolves, sir. Don't don't want to disrespect the name, man. Uh, before we get out of here, man, Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner for All City and CAGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear. Get tons of compliments on it. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even that awesome beer sleeve. Store seven beers right inside your golf bag. Keep those drinks frosty cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use that code CAGO to receive 15% off of your first order and get yourself some free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Thank y'all for hanging out with us. Sarah, you feel better? A little bit. Good. A little bit. That I have awesome. uh, some editing to do in the beginning for our audio, but other than that, beautiful awesome show. Stuff. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful <laughs> recovery, man. Wonderful recovery. Hanging out with the goat all you did week. Great. It's awesome, as usual. But back to reality next week. I got Matt Peck is back in effect. The trio will be back together, bringing you more of this awesomeness, ladies and gentlemen. CHGO Bulls Podcast. Thank y'all for hanging out. Thank y'all for showing up. Thank y'all for listening, man. Thank y'all for loving. Thank y'all for learning. Thank you for your comments. Enjoy some football this weekend, because I promise you I'm going to be doing that a lot. On behalf of Sarah, 
On behalf of Will to Go Gottlieb, Will underscore Gottlieb, I am Big Dave, B-A-W-L Sports. Sarah, handle Twitter? Uh, no. All right. <laughs> we out. <laughs> Peace, y'all. Enjoy your weekends. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.